Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. We are on the third season. It's incredible. Yoga is actually, the meaning is union. So it's a union of the body, mind, and spirit. It is spirituality. It wow. is. This is the lowest place in creation. This is where God wants to be known. Growth is growth, no matter how little it is. Oh, absolutely. All the shit that I thought I was is falling away, and every day it falls away, I feel better about life, and I'm able to beat me. Yoga doesn't want you to really forget about the emotion. They want you to move with the emotion. I've never thought of to do that, and I'm doing it right now, and my mind is kind of blown. Check, check, one, two, mic check, 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 check. Okay, I think that should be okay. Hello, 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 hello. Okay, should be okay. I've got so many screens, so many windows and screens. Okay. All right, I think I, got, I think I got them all now. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am Lorelai. Thank you so much for being here for another episode. And I'm going to be real with you guys. I have boarded the struggle bus today with the allergies. I am just like, I got to it's and it's so crazy because I kind of feel like, <laughs> I feel like it shouldn't be this way for me because I feel like I have such a more stronger connection and love of the earth. So when it starts to bloom and come alive, why do I reject it like this? Why am I like this right now? It's like my whole body is like new life. Like I can't handle this. Why are you? Ugh, why do you have to have pollen? And why do you have to have trees and weeds and things? And I'm just like, Ugh, I'm so snotty and swollen. It's disgusting. <laughs> so for those of you who don't have allergies, um, Congratulations. That's amazing. I'm really happy for you. I am not one of those people. I'm having to take so much medication. It's ridiculous. And I hate taking medication. I just don't feel like myself. I feel like my head's in a bubble when I have to take it. So anyway, that's where I'm at today. Hopefully you guys are doing so much better with all the things and enjoying the beautiful sunshine and the spring weather and all the things. So on the flip side of all of this, um, I found some really amazing new crystals that I can't wait to share with you guys. Um, I low-key have an addiction to this woman's Instagram. Um, her name is Chasing Luster. Well, her name is Shannon, but she has an Instagram account called Chasing Luster, and she sells, every Wednesday she has this live sale, and she sells all these incredible new crystals that I've never even heard of, and um, I'm gonna be broke pretty soon, guys. Like I'm gonna have no more monies left because she's taking all of my monies and I'm willingly giving it to her because I want all of the crystal babies. <laughs> I can't help it. It's so amazing. They're so pretty. I want every single one of them. <laughs> okay, so I get to show you some of those things today, all these little beautiful babies that I bought. So I'm gonna show you two of them today. So um, 
let's just dive in because the first one that I have had like this obsession over that I keep touching and picking up right now as we're speaking um, is a brand new type of moonstone from Greenland. I don't even think I can find a picture of this online. I couldn't even find an example online. I had to actually contact Shannon and ask her because she said that she got some sort of a description from the seller about this new type of stone. And it was found in Greenland in 2019. And I actually typed out the thing over here so that way I could share it with you guys. So this is called Seal Stone. And you see how like beautiful this is. I hope that you can because my green screen is kind of a pain in the butt. But um, if you're listening to this, um, I'll obviously try and find a picture. But you're you're better off in looking at the um, the uh, the video on Akasha Flicks. And it's like such a unique stone because it looks like a, the skin or the pelt of a seal. And it has this like really beautiful translucent effect on it when it like when you uh, pass it over light. Super gorgeous. So seal stone is a moonstone from Greenland. Like I was saying, it was found in 2019 and it reminds one by the look of a pelt of the seal uh, with an excellent sheen all over it. But also the energetic response might be in a way that we really feel the seal power that's transmitted by wearing the stone. And so like seals are the, the there are masters of their own element which is water and in the metaphysical sense water is all of our emotionality our ability to connect it is our heart center it is our flow space it is our emotionality um <clears throat> so but seals navigate through water with um incredible speed they're incredibly agile and flexible and they move beautifully without being bothered by extreme cold or other circumstances. So we get this same feeling with this. Um, and when we get on an emotional, like the element water um, disruption and develop um, issues, the stone helps grant us a thicker skin and better skills and abilities to harmonize negative feelings and a lack of self-love and self-acceptance. Um, when we encounter these things, this stone is really good for helping us achieve that harmony. Um, and then other imbalances, uh, this, this stone helps us with um, learning how to express those things more fluidly or at least put them on ice as you will so expressions like rage fear and resistance um, these will be ones that will be quelled by the stone so I thought that was really really cool it was almost like if you've ever read any of those old Irish um, uh, old Irish lore about the selkies and selkies are like mermaids except for they transform into seals and um if they if they wanted to go about their day on land they could remove their pelt and become human and then when they go back to the ocean they put their pelt back on and they could be in the sea and in a way it reminded me of the selkies and the fact that we can have our pelt and navigate the rough cold waters of life without much resistance so seal stone new type of moonstone from greenland and oof i loves her you guys she is gorgeous she makes me feel all the good ways so 
The other one that I wanted to show you guys, now I don't know how to say this properly because this is this is also another green stone um, crystal or it's a new green, Greenland stone. Good night. <laughs> Can't do it today. Too much snot happening. Um, it's another green, another stone from Greenland. Um, and I think it's called Ushua or Usha. So Usha, I got all this information from the crystalcouncil.com. I actually really love this site. Um, I got this, um, this bracelet bracelet specifically from the crystal council and then i got usha initially from um chasing luster because she was selling some of it and it turned me on to it and so i really wanted to get a bracelet from it so i got this one from the crystal council and um some of the the origin of usha is from greenland specifically the Ushua Greenstone Belt, and it is a specific rock found near Nuuk, Greenland, containing fossilized layers of algae and iron. And this area is of much study due to its being one of the oldest ancient plate tectonic sequences we have ever discovered. It is estimated to be around 3.7 to 3.8 billion years old, and for a short while in 2016 was the oldest fossil of a living organism ever discovered on Earth. Amazing. This was superseded a year later by the discovery of microorganisms in the, oof, I don't even, you know how I have issues, um, you know, saying certain words on this show. I don't even know if I can attempt this one. N-U-V-V-U-A-G-I-T-T-U-Q. Uh-uh. I can't. I don't even, I don't know. Some, some kind of word, green stone belt. I can't. I don't know how to do it. I'm going to. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's located in Quebec, Canada. The fossilized layers of Usha are usually alternating in colors between gray, black, tan, and beige. It's one of the more unique minerals in regards to its appearance that we've ever seen. So no one has officially been given credit for the finding of this rock belt formation, although it is the subject of constant study and analysis. As more ice and snow around this area begin to slowly melt, we are furthering our understanding of how and when our planet became habitable for life. Now, let's talk a little bit about the meaning and the energy with this stone. So the mineral holds many secrets of ancient earth and the energies it once radiated, which makes sense because it's 3.8 billion years old, at least from their studyings that they're coming to find. Chaos, harmony, peace, mayhem, love, destruction, and all life in one singular crystal. Usha takes one's consciousness back in time to a place no physical being is capable of, a period of early evolution in raw, with raw, pure energy existing on Earth's surface. Usha takes your soul to a place beyond its own existence, no matter how many lives you've lived, in search of purity, prophetic knowledge, and strength. It is a true talisman of the mind, body, and soul with endless capabilities to provide one true ascension. To access this ancient energy, one must first accustom themselves to the energies that radiate off Usha. It is not a stone for the sensitive and can be very overwhelming at first. All levels of crystal practitioners must attune their energies to this mineral and slowly add it into their meditation routines. Carry a piece with you to accustom your subconscious body to the energies your aura will soon come to be filled with. 
once comfortable and ready to move forward, slowly begin to add Usha into your meditation sessions. Try placing Usha on your third eye to directly absorb the ancient energy into the pineal gland. This will help one raise their entire mental awareness and allow the soul to more easily escape the physical body. Much like astral travel, the soul must leave the body to retrieve this ancient knowledge. One must allow their mind and consciousness to become that one singular being and only then has the Usha journey just began. So one of the biggest things about this stone is rapid transformation. So the transformation one will go through when working with Usha can be drastic. One may notice themselves beginning to shed old layers and reducing things in their environment that no longer serve them. It helps one accept the ongoing growth that has taken place and push them to continue moving in that direction. Naturally, humans want to fight change, even if the end result is something that you truly love. Usha is here to provide comfort during the time of change and expose individuals to new opportunities and interests. One will begin to notice themselves taking action and doing what is best for their current well-being. This is a clear indication of one's asserting control directly into their life path without distractions or societal expectations swaying their mental state. None of this will occur overnight or in one meditation session with Usha. One must continuously use Usha and fully harmonize with this mineral if they truly want to see transformation and alignment of their higher self. So those are the two crystals that I have for you guys today and pretty freaking amazing, right? Um, and, and they're very opposite of one another, right? Cause this one is very light in color. And then this one is very dark in color. Both have this incredible, um, this incredible power to help one transform. And one is to help you get through the rough seas of life while the other one helps you transform to the, the person and the ascended being that you're meant to be and get there with, get there pretty quickly, actually. So I feel like these working together would be pretty, pretty incredible. So dims the crystals of the week y'all so let's talk about the quote of the week let me see where i put it in here there it is. okay all right so this quote is by hepatia of alexandria and this is to understand the things that are at our door is the best preparation for understanding those that lie beyond so today i'm really excited to be talking to you guys a little bit about aliens. And I, I gotta say, I was a little bit nervous to take on this subject by myself because I feel like, um, this could be done a lot better with a buddy, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to make it happen today, you guys. And, um, I'll just, I have a, a really great video to share with you to kind of back up where I'm going with this because I, I mean, we have in our when I say aliens, the first thing that comes to my mind usually is that gray being that we all think of with the gigantic eyes. I'm going to have a picture of it probably around here so that you can see what I'm talking about. So in 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 that sense, I think they're called the grays or whatever, which is interesting. Um, and then you, you have similar beings that look like the grays, but they're more on the green side. So hence the little green men. 
And there are a myriad of different depictions of different aliens that we have either come up with or that we have felt we have encountered over the last, gosh, probably hundreds of years. Um, It's only been more widely accepted in the last maybe um, 50 to to 70 years, I want to say, that there's been more uh, research and more... um, articles and even scientifically based articles written about different encounters with aliens and also you know we all have a lot of questions about certain government areas like area 51 and other um private co-op um Uh, organizations that are containing information about extraterrestrial either life or beings or even just information in regards to communication with other beings. Now, before I go into too much detail about this, let's really go to the foundation of this whole topic, which is, are they even fucking real? And here's here's where I kind of sit firmly in this, is that Is there a possibility that there is life beyond Earth, like on actual other planets? Absolutely. And the reason why I say that is I I have to show you the video because this is where it really kind of opened it up for me years and years and years ago. And I was like, oh, well, that now now my whole mind has been changed about the whole concept of there being aliens because Now I understand, first of all, how big the universe is and how much opportunity there is now. So I will let the video play here. (laughs) Okay. Astronomers in 1996 attempted to do something extraordinary. They pointed the Hubble Space Telescope into a part of the sky that seemed utterly empty, a patch devoid of any planets, stars, and galaxies. This area was close to the Big Dipper, a very familiar constellation, and the patch of sky was no bigger than a grain of sand held at arm's length. This was a somewhat risky move by the scientists. After all, observing time on this telescope is in very high demand, and some questioned whether it would be wasted trying to look at nothing. There was a real risk that the image's return would be as black as the space at which it was being pointed. Nevertheless, they opened the telescope and slowly, over the course of 10 full days, photons that had been traveling for over 13 billion years finally ended their journey on the detector of humanity's most powerful telescope. Their feeble signals collected almost one by one. When the telescope was finally closed and the images were processed, the light from over 3,000 galaxies had covered the detector producing one of the most profound and humbling images in all of human history. Every single spot, smear, and dot was an entire galaxy, and each one containing hundreds of billions of stars. Later, in 2004, they did it again, this time pointing the telescope towards an area near the constellation Orion. They opened the shutter for over 11 days and 400 complete orbits around the Earth using detectors with increased sensitivity and filters that allowed more light through than ever before. Over 10,000 galaxies appeared in what became known as the Ultra Deep Field, an image that represented the farthest we've ever seen into the universe. 
the photons from these galaxies left when the universe was only 500 million years old. And 13 billion years later, they end their long journey as a small blip on a telescope CCD. These galaxies, while standing absolutely still, are racing away from us, in some cases, faster than the speed of light. The space-time between us and everything else grows larger by the minute, pushing the galaxies in this image to a distance of over 47 billion light-years. And because of universal expansion, the farther something is away from us, the more its light is shifted toward the red and the faster it appears to be moving. Edwin Hubble himself discovered this by measuring the redshift of many galaxies, and it's a measure of not only speed, but distance as well. Recently, Hubble scientists put the icing on the cake. Using the measured redshifts of all the galaxies inside the image, they made a 3D model of the ultra-deep field. This is how it looks when we apply the distances of the galaxies in the most important image ever taken. There are over 100 billion galaxies in the universe. Simply saying that number doesn't really mean much to us because it doesn't provide any context. Our brains have no way to accurately put that in any meaningful perspective. When we look at this image, however, and think about the context of how it was made, and really understand what it means, we instantly gain the perspective and cannot help but be forever changed by it. We pointed the most powerful telescope ever built by human beings at absolutely nothing, for no other reason than because we were curious and discovered that we occupy a very tiny place in the heavens. Okay, so that was the video. And do you see what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> we, took, we took the most powerful telescope that we've ever made and pointed it at nothing, a place that we thought was there was nothing in the sky, was the limit of our understanding, and just just took a picture of it, opened up the shutter for 10 to 11 days, 10 on the first try, 11 on the second try, and they found not just like hundreds, but thousands of galaxies. Now, if you've taken astronomy before, you know that a galaxy is, you know, it's not just our solar system. It is the entire, like, it's the whole thing. Our galaxy that we're in is the Milky Way galaxy, and it has billions and billions of stars in it. So galaxies could have hundreds of thousands of, or more of other solar systems in it. So we just haven't been able to discover all that are in just our galaxy. So if you think about how many galaxies with their hundreds of thousands of possibly millions of other solar systems that are in those galaxies with their trillions of stars and their different planets that are going around those stars, it literally makes it impossible for there not to be life on other planets. I mean, it is absolutely exponential now. Like it's changed. I mean, for me, it's completely changed how I viewed it because, you know, walking around, I don't, I had no idea what space we occupied in our universe until, you know, I was able to look and understand and read a little bit more about where we are in our universe and how much we occupy and how much is out there. And there is so much more out there than we can even conceivably imagine. So 
are there aliens? I absolutely believe there are. I don't know. So here's the thing. Here's the thing that um that I get sort of like I like to sort of allow my um my uh imagination sort of go free with that. Um, so initially the thought process is I really think that there are there are billions of earth-like planets that can house um, organic life so bacteria, animals, even human type figures or beings that have intelligence of self and awareness and that sort of thing. And I feel like that is absolutely the case. Um, there are aliens, right? Because this is our home planet. So they being occupying another place, that would mean that they're aliens to us. So, <laughs> um, but I also feel like there are beings out there that probably have a more profound and they're probably a lot smarter than us and they're able to maybe travel and find ways to connect to other beings and other life force or, or life organisms in other areas of the universe we just haven't been able to figure it out yet um, on the const on the context of how old the universe is we're relatively young um, and so it's it would be very interesting to see where our intelligence takes us and if we are able to actually um, make more contact with other beings because I'm very curious to see like how contact has been made from us to other ones or vice versa. And the other thing that I'm, I'm curious about is what kind of matter state are these other beings in because it's like you know we have these depictions from our imagination or from like some people actually feel like they have been abducted by aliens and that oh god if if you're listening to this and you feel like you've been abducted by aliens please message me because i want to talk to you that's that is like super interesting to me but there are people that legitimately feel like they've been abducted by aliens and they've been probed and they've, you know, had their head implanted with different things or they've had, you know, different chips and things placed in their body as like tracking devices. And that's like, oh my God, bonkers for me to even fathom in my brain. But in my line of thinking, it's like, what state of matter are these beings in that they're capable of the amount of space travel that they do? Because it's like, you know, you think of how we have to go into space and we have to be housed in this really tightly knit suit so that we can actually breathe and not like suffocate and freeze to death in the vacuum of space. But like, the fact that you know some of these other beings like are they able to achieve light speed and are they able to maintain their structure while doing that because it's a it that is really really fast i don't really know how your cells and things can stay in one intact while going that quickly <laughs> i mean if you've ever watched anybody hit the sound barrier and get through like be in a jet and like get the the g-force emitted onto them it's like kind of terrifying looking because you know they can't really breathe they have to like tense up all their muscles and take breathe like that in order to like not pass out so it's the you know, where my mind is going with light speed i can't even i don't know <laughs> even know what that's like that's just crazy to me so and most of these places are like 
hundreds of thousands of light years away, even more so with, with in most cases. Um, so is there a possibility there are aliens out there? I feel like it is impossible for me to think that there are not aliens out there. However, are we ever going to meet them? Are we ever going to be able to have a like conversation or see them? That I don't know. That is that is something that I would I would love to be able to experience in my lifetime. I think that that would be really interesting. However, I the one thing that I wanted to share with you guys is the fact that the possibility is very very good that there are not only life forms on other planets but probably intelligent life and that is um sort of comforting in a way to feel like we're not the only species that can talk to one another that develops connection that has the issues that we do and you know we're not we're not alone we have we have neighbors we just don't know how to contact them just not sure how to how to play that game of telephone just yet we're we're getting there guys so anyway that pretty much covers the topic today i just wanted to kind of throw out the aliens ideas um i love talking about all this stuff and hopefully i can get my husband on here one of these days because he has he's that he's an astrophysicist and so a lot of the stuff that i get is from him And he's really expanded and opened my mind up to a lot of this incredible knowledge when it comes to space. Um, So anyway, I hope that you guys found this somewhat interesting and I love you guys and I can't wait to talk at you again in the next couple weeks um, with more crystals and quotes and things. And again, if you are interested in watching the video, make sure you go to Akasha Flix. If you are watching this video, good on you. You're amazeballs. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to talking to you guys again soon. And until then, love and light to you all. This was super, I'm sorry. This stone has um, areas of lots of study due to it being one of the oldest ancient plate tectonic sequences. Oh, let me start over with this, okay? Rewind. Okay. The transformation will go through when working, well, I'm sorry. The transformation one, ugh, that's a weird sentence. The transformation one, hmm, that makes no sense to Crystal Council. The transformed one will go through with, oh, okay, I'm getting it. We're gonna rewind and I'm, I'm getting it now. I'm, it's, it's the snot, I swear to God, it's the snot. It's really bugging me today, oh my God, okay. Freaking suck. Suck. Okay. I'm ready. I'm gonna do this. I think. <laughs> Hold on a second. Did I say that right? To understand the things that are at our door, it's the best is the best preparation for understanding those that lie beyond. Yeah. I think the one that I had before was fine. It's fine. <laughs> Again. I'm just riding that struggle bus right on through. (laughs) Okay.